Hello there, this is Dr. Casey Bradley, and you're listening to the Real P3 Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the real pork producers around the world. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. We're going to do something a little different. We're still virtually everywhere today, right? And so normally, most of us swine nutritionists in the U.S. will meet every March in the city of Omaha for Midwest ASAS meetings. It's the leading swine scientific meeting of the year for probably North America. And we didn't have that opportunity to catch up in person. And so I wanted to get some feedback from some of my nutritional colleagues out there about the research presented and how we can apply it for the producers around the world. During the Midwest meetings, I think it's the most scientific presentations I either sat through or watched or read about. So I was really excited for the opportunity to have a virtual format to go back and watch whatever presentation I wanted to at the time. And so that was really great about the aspect of the virtual meetings. The really downside was is you didn't have the interaction or the feedback from your trusted colleagues. Do they agree with you? Did you, or you make the right interpretation? So part of it is networking. As you all know, the Real P3 is trying to bridge that gap. So we're going to highlight some of the presentations here that we liked. Um, there was a lot of interest. I think there was a good discussion around statistics. And then um, I led, co-led, I guess, with my friend John Bergstrom, a symposium on replacing antibiotics in U.S. swine diets. And I think that was really interesting. We had uh, different insights from Australia and Denmark to the U.S. We had veterinarians and nutritionists alike talk about the changes that we need to make to go antibiotic-free or reduce the amount of antibiotics we use. And then, you know, I followed up at the end kind of summarizing, you know, different strategies of how to make that successful. So I think we had really good attention and feedback from the people who listen to that symposium, and it was really enjoyed. There was a lot of awesome competition presentations done by different students across the different universities represented at Midwest Animal Science. We have an academic quadrathlon And we have awards dinner. All of that was virtual. So I think the experience definitely wasn't the same as being in person. But I do want to thank the ASAS colleagues there and the board and all them. They did a really great job pulling it off. And I want to thank all the universities, all the students, all the researchers. You guys are rocking it, right? It takes a lot to bring your research, not only to get the work done on the farm, but to bring it to an audience. And I want to commend you all for all the hard work that you've put in over the last couple of years for the industry and the value you bring to us. So part one of three, we're going to visit with Caroline Vega Gonzalez with Evonik. I think she's going to have an interesting take on some of the protein work that was presented this week at Midwest Animal Science. So stay tuned. Well, hello there, Caroline. How are you today? Good, Casey. How are you doing? Uh, well, it's rainy here in Arkansas, so it's going to be a weekend indoors again. <laughs> yeah, here in Germany is shiny, so Lucky that's good. <laughs> Would you mind to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and while you're in Germany? Yes, yeah, sure. So I'm working uh, currently at Ivonic 
for a swine research manager position. Uh, so basically, uh, as you know, Ivonic is a German company and we have here the headquarters so where we have the research team. Yeah, I have been with Ivonic already five years. My first two years was as, was as a TSM uh, in North America. Three years already I have been here in the research uh, swine team. Cool. Well, this week we just wrapped up Midwest Animal Science. Of course, it's going to be a little bit delayed when our listeners get the feed. But can you tell, share some highlights or tell us about what you enjoyed about the presentations and then any insights that you feel that the pork producers need to have from Midwest Animal Science this week? So I really enjoy Midwest Meeting. As always, uh, never get disappointed of the amount of information everyone brings into this meeting. I think uh, it's a great way to in interchange information, get new ideas, discuss, uh, bring solution to the industry, right? Like to try to bring updates or um, new concepts where we can improve the efficiency of production, right? So. What I like from this last Midwest meeting is that we are addressing key points, uh, especially uh, in the area of amino acids, where we are addressing that we do not have to forget that amino acids are not only meant for protein deposition or growth, but also have important functional roles uh, that play important roles into the gut health or the whole health system of the animal. So we need to take advantage of these functions, uh, especially as we reduce the usage of uh, certain feed additives or antibiotics and in the future zinc oxide. So yeah, we, we need to take advantage of all, all these nutrients already to help the animal to make it better prepared for, for the challenges. Uh, also, as you saw in many presentations, uh, bringing solution also with some feed additives, many feed additives in the industry to try to bring solutions for what the customer needs. So that's great from, from that regard. As a whole industry, we are trying to work together to maximize the efficiency of the utilization of feed ingredients. Yeah all this system into yeah, a better production and more sustainable way. We would like to take this break to thank our sponsors, the Sunswine Group, Nutrisign, Swine Nutrition Management, and Pig Progress. Without their support, this adventure would not be possible. So now back to our episode. I got a unique question from a friend across the world, and he asked me if I was a student, based on what I presented on feed additives, he's like, what's the number one thing for swine or poultry do we need to remove antibiotics from the diets? And I said, primarily, I think the big takeaway from a lot of the presentations this week was protein digestibility. And I would also throw in just overall digestibility. A lot of your graduate work was on calcium digestibility. Now you're working a lot with amino acids and stuff. How important do you think ultimate digestibility is going to be 
to remove some of these antibiotics and high levels of zincs that was talked about and it's continuously talked about in the industry. Yeah, so we see that when we remove these uh, antibiotics, for instance, uh, we see that the requirement of some amino acids increase. And this is because, as I already mentioned, the functional role that uh, of some of these amino acids into the antioxidant capacity or into the immune response mechanisms. So as the animals are more challenged and exposed to these diseases and they don't have these AGPs that will help them to, to mitigate the negative effects of, of these challenges. So then, um, yeah, the animals will end up needing more of these key amino acids. So for sure, it plays an important role. In the, in the whole animal system. Well, I think this goes back to Marcio's comment uh, he shared with us is that we need some tools because, you know, it's hard to put in phytase matrix values and not all formulation tools even have, you know, multilinear regression in there that you could put in different enzymes. But how are we going to formulate on that? How do you, I mean, everybody can put their own equations in, but what tools are coming out to help producers implement these different requirements for different flows? Because we're not just managing a single group of pigs anymore. We have multiple flows. And so what tools or what things do we need to really be able to do that? Yeah, I think it's very important to give the animals what they need to be able to improve the the gut health integrity of the animal, right? So because at the end, that's the mechanisms they are going to use to absorb all these nutrients for growth. So if we optimize the gut health integrity, uh, providing the right nutrients and also taking advantage of the fiber, right? Uh, and the combination of with these uh, feed additives you mentioned, enzymes, or even yeah, all these gut health additives that they are in the market already, probiotics, phytobiotics, organic acids, and you name it. So you just have to find the right ones that will fit to your to your system based on that, like based on the challenge that you need and provide what the animals need. I think it will maximize the, the, the performance of the animal. Yeah, we'll come to, to a point of finding biological markers where we can track what is the health status of the animal, what type of challenges they are facing to provide the right solution, right? Because sometimes maybe a nutritional challenge and sometimes maybe a pathogenic challenge or sometimes it's just management issues. So the more we record as a whole production system, the better. And as you know, more technology is coming into the farms mm-hmm. and you, you see amazing things already, face recognition and all those things that yeah. with the time uh, will get cheaper, right? And, and we'll make uh, amazing things. And like the, the cameras already are recording the movement of the pigs or the temperatures and things like that. So we are coming into a point that at the end in the future, uh, we'll be able to track individually, maybe detect in an earlier stage, the health status of the piglets. So 
I'm still looking for somebody to build my cookie bot. So we'll see if that cookie bot can come into play. But for the producers on listening to this, define gut health, mm-hmm. gut health in a simple terminology that they understand. We talk about it all the time, but what really does it mean for the producer? Yeah, so gut health as an integrity is that there, there is not inflammation respond right and uh, that the the gut is able to absorb the, the nutrients that it needs so like a adequate morphology and surface area of absorption development and growth uh, the right expression of proteins to have like a an adequate integrity that is not like damaged to create like these leaky guts and like the bacteria can cross Across, right? So it's like trying to find a balance where the gut will maintain the integrity for a proper absorption of the nutrients. You can see a lot in your gut health in your poop if you're just looking at it. So, all those lovely phone calls I used to get because uh, of the infamous poop watchers. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you, Caroline, for your insights. I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head and the theme of constantly focusing on digestibility and getting those amino acids right in nutrition is something that we need to keep Mm -hmm. looking at and considering for our systems. Yes. No, no problem. Thanks for the invitation. And yeah, like we are working hard to bring solutions to the industry and to bring more insights and concepts to improve the whole production system. So thanks for for, for the invitation. You're welcome. So before we end, I want to thank our sponsors, the Sun Swine Group, NutriSign, Swine Nutrition Management, and Pig Progress. And thank you, Ivonic, for your support along the way. So stay tuned for part two. But before you go, if you get a chance, hug a pig for me.